NFR Extra follows all your favorite cowboys, interviews legends of rodeo, and talks to the best of country music. Follow Nevada Caldwell, Ryland Bentley, and Steve Godert every week as they delve deep into the stories behind the road to gold in Vegas at the National Finals Rodeo. It's revealing, comedic, and sometimes emotional. Find it on Spotify or anywhere you listen to podcasts. NFR Extra. All dirt, all rodeo, all year. So during COVID, we found out that we aged 11 years. So we jumped from 2019 with the 85th annual to 2021 to our 97th annual. Our office staff, they were going through old paperwork and we had thought that everything we had found was 1935. Well, in reality, we went back and found that in 1924, we held the first rodeo and it was a Jim Cannon. But how come we were kind of sticking with 1935 was that's the year that we got lights and that's the year that we became a night rodeo. We were one of the first ones in the area to actually have a night rodeo. NFR Extra, episode 106. Nikki Zachary from Caldwell Night Rodeo joins us on NFR Extra. Nikki talks about the history of CNR, the story behind the logo, and the division between the infamous rowdies and civvies. I like that the logo has a story. I mean, like we try and implement like pieces into our logos, right? Like NFR After Dark, like we're starting to integrate skies and our logos ourselves are starting to tell stories. Like Rodeo Live Stage has the guitar and you know, the kind of setup set. I don't know, I think it's a lot more fun when you can see a logo that really tells a story. The whole train track thing, like I've seen the logo and I guess I just never really thought about it. Like, oh, maybe it was near a railroad. I don't know. You don't you don't really think about like why no, but a train something is in a logo. By. Yeah. One of the rodeos in Utah, it has a white grandstand. I can't think of any name at the moment, but it has a train that literally you can see it from the grandstands and it comes through like once or twice a day. And we went up there one time to pick up a horse and actually it was the barrel horse I ran in college. One of our friends, they were driving through. So they're like, hey, I'll drop the horse here, feed it, leave your water buckets and you guys will be there two hours later, but you know, I gotta keep going, so I'll just leave her there. Well, when we got there, I was like, well, I'm gonna get on her, walk around a little bit just to loosen up her legs. She'd been hauling. They brought her back up from Texas. I think it's Lehigh. And so we got there and I'm riding and she was just barely turned five, which isn't super young in a horse's world, but she wasn't hauled very much. So she was still super young in the mind. And I remember we were riding and this train came zooming by, honking the horn and everything. And she just like froze, like, what is that noise? And I just remember trains. Not all horses are desensitized from trains. Yeah, I could imagine. Well, the power too, right? Like you're not just sounds, it's all that. You feel it. Yeah, yeah you feel it on the ground. So like that's, she just froze because she was like, what's hot? Like, I remember she literally froze and just kind of looked down like, uh, what's going on? Yeah, but you look at movies and it looks like horses running down trains all the time, right? Like they're robbing trains, they're on with robbers and jumping on yeah. trains and stuff like that. But you gotta think about like the reality of horses until they've seen it a couple of times, they don't know what it is. Like you have to, just like humans, like you watch fireworks or you sit by a fire, don't touch, it's hot. Common things you learn growing up, like same thing with a horse, you have to teach them like, hey, the fireworks are okay. They don't know where it's coming from. They just hear noises, you know? They, they don't 
they don't get a fair warning. Hey, the fireworks are about to go off. You don't get to explain that to them. Their sensories are all, you know, see and feel. So when the ground shakes, you know. Well, fireworks and animals, no go. That's not a no go. Doesn't work. Not a fan. Any animal. Um, no. And my daughter. My daughter doesn't like fireworks either. She's along with dogs and horses and animals, which she loves. Um, so She's like a little spirit animal. She is. She's my spirit animal, for sure. Enjoy our conversation with Nikki Zachary on NFR Extra. Finding your custom NFR experience in Las Vegas just got a lot easier. New This Year is a resource that links you to every hotel offer. At nfrexperience.com forward slash stay your way, you can shop for the hotel that best fits your plans. Everything is there. Information on viewing parties, concerts, price, transportation, location, and so much more. All in one place. Go to nfrexperience.com forward slash stay your way. One Vegas. Stay your way. This is Stetson Wright, and you're listening to NFR Extra. Now in its 97th year, Caldwell Night Rodeo is listed among the top 20 professional rodeos and top five large outdoor rodeos in the nation. As the first rodeo in the Pacific Northwest to ever be held under the lights, Caldwell Night Rodeo offers a true rodeo experience unlike any other. With over 600 world-class contestants and seven action-packed nightly events, equally divided by the infamous rowdies and civvies, the CNR crowd plays an interactive role in the excitement of this one-of-a-kind rodeo. Caldwell never disappoints. We find out what makes the Caldwell Night Rodeo so special. Nikki Zachary, welcome to NFR Extra. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you. Um, you know, as we've been, uh, myself and Brylin and Steve's not with us today, but as we've been paying attention to the rodeo industry this past summer, it's been hot, fire, no pun. I know up north there's been a lot of fires, but like the rodeo industry itself has been back on fire again. The tour rodeo is just looking at full capacity, people having a great time, probably maybe some took it for granted and now see like, oh my God, I don't want to miss in a moment out of the community, everything that, that comes about. Walk us through your, because it sounds like just like every other uh, person that has runs rodeos or is a rodeo athlete or in the Western industry or just in life in general, 2020 to 2021 has been super interesting. Talk to us about Caldwell Rodeo 2020 and then getting up here to 2021. You know, we started rocking with 2020 thinking we were going to, you know, just have our rodeo. And then all of a sudden the pandemic hit, we started having our meetings on zoom, like everybody else trying to come up with contingency plans. We were trying to do anything and everything that we could to have our rodeo. And it just, it didn't work out. And people around here were upset that we didn't have the rodeo and they didn't understand how much work and thought and how many meetings and everything that we had put into it to try to have the rodeo. So when we had to cancel the rodeo, it was completely devastating. When we canceled in July, we decided that we were going to start working towards 2021 to make it the best rodeo that we've ever had. So we decided to add breakaway roping to our events, which that was a huge success. And then we decided to let's do um, some revamping of our cowboy hospitality and make it so, I guess, not make it so that 
they're more welcome because they were always welcome, but let's make it bigger and better. We have this time off from the rodeo and let's just, let's just make everything better. We decided to really focus on our volunteers as well. Without our rodeo, volunteers are a big key part of our rodeo. And without them, we couldn't have it. So we just decided to take this time to look at a few points and make it bigger and better than we ever had before. Were there some things that you, like, we've learned this from some other folks. Were there some things that you were doing that maybe you got rid of or that just weren't working? I mean, it was like, everyone's got a different concept of their community and their rodeo and how things come together. Was there anything that maybe you're like, you know, we don't need to do that anymore or did any of that kind of stuff happen? It did. We had century roping, which we've had for years and years. And it's a local roping where the ages have to add up to a hundred years. We would always bring the top back and let them rope in our rodeo. So that was kind of fun to see all of the locals being able to participate in the rodeo, but we decided we want to add breakaway this year. And so we did decide to go ahead and just hold our century roping as a one day event instead of throughout the week of the rodeo. So I, that was one that we did say goodbye to for now during the rodeo, but it's still a big part of the rodeo, just at a different time. Was it like, uh, sorry, Jimmy, you're five. If you were six next week, you know, we would have cut the 100. So we're blaming you for not getting the 100. <laughs> Is that how you did it? <laughs> no, no, it was, it was, um, we had some good feedback from it, but we just decided we wanted to go ahead and add the breakaway and let the girls be more involved in the rodeo. Talk to us more about Breakaway because we're obviously having it here in Vegas. They had it in Texas. Yep. We get a lot of, you know, we share world standings and things like that with our social because for the NFR, my God, we need, Rylan, we need to add Breakaway. Like we just, cause we don't have it in there and everyone tells us where's Breakaway. So clearly this is something that's becoming, it, it is a part of it and I can't act like it's not, it's huge. Right. It's been a huge part of rodeo. Like how does, how does the event itself fit into you? I mean, is how many contestants, um, I mean, is it a part of the whole day's run? I mean, how does it fit into everything that you're doing? We decided if we were going to have breakaway, we were going to do it just like one of our other events. Um, so we actually had 122 girls compete. And then we brought back the finals as well um, for our Saturday night finals. So we wanted to make them feel like they were as much part of it as the rest of the Cowboys and the other, you know, barrel racers. We didn't want them to feel like, oh, it's an afterthought. Cause they're definitely not an afterthought. It's actually a new fan favorite to watch the girls come out and with times of 1.4 and, you know, 2.3 and it's just fast. Yeah. You know, I, I, when I look at, I've been in the rodeo business for 20 years, not necessarily the rodeo business, but part of the NFR and production, things like that. But when I look at the growth of women's sports, right. Even like when you think about women's soccer and women's basketball, at one point, you know, MLS was like, oh, we don't need women's soccer. Now, I mean, almost every city has its own team. Same with the NBA, uh, WNBA. They're filling the stands, right? They're they're building their base. And it looks like, you know, no different here with Breakaway that it's, that it's establishing that. And at some point, you know, you'll have loaded stands as a part of this for the NFR. And oh, yeah. you can see that coming down the road for sure. I mean, it's awesome. I mean, I got a daughter. If she gets into this, I get it. Like, it's just, it's such a... And you deal with this, obviously, and we've talked a lot about every woman that comes in this that, that we talked about, but rodeo, but there's, you got to deal with a lot of that man mentality or whatever yeah. it is. And what, this is a tough one to do. I mean, cause you're, you're literally embedding it into the middle of everything, just like barrel racing where it's different, where NBA has got WNBA and you got NBA, you know, and it's, yep. 
it's fascinating to me personally. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, and not to, you know, hammer the nail into the wood, but breakaway is just a little different than what barrels is offering just because of the fact like these women have to throw the rope. They have to have that piece and there's no opportunity to go buy the talent and the breakaway rope and you have to be able to do it. And I think that's where that little piece of extra watch or want is coming from just to see this next level for the girls and see that other side. Mm-hmm. I want to touch on the actual rodeo itself and what makes it special for yourself and what may- might make it special for the fan that's there. Something that did happen to us at the end of 2020, as crappy of the year as it was with the pandemic, we actually won Agco's Sewing Good Deeds Award. So we were presented a Massey Ferguson tractor at Arlington at the PRCA Awards. That was pretty special. Um, we received that for all of our community work that we do. We do a lot for our community. We give back. We give um, scholarships to the youth. We do um, our Power of Pink, and we give upwards of thirty to forty thousand dollars to hospitals locally. We do our Patriot Fund, give back to the veterans. We do. We give donations to the Caldwell Fire Department's Burnout Fund, Caldwell Police Department's Shop with a Cop. We just give so much back to the community. We did a YMCA backpack drive for them as well. To win this tractor was just kind of the icing on the cake for the end of the year of a horrible, horrible, sad, you know, not having the rodeo, but to win this tractor was amazing. And the folks at Massey Ferguson, Heston and Agco, I mean, wow, they're tremendously amazing people. So that, that was pretty special in itself right there. We're not just a professional rodeo at Caldwell Night Rodeo. We're a big family. Everybody that comes there, whether it's fans, whether it's contestants, contract personnel, they walk away. They might have came as just a person, but they walk away family. Our doors are always open for them. Um, for the last eight to nine years, we've been nominated for the large outdoor rodeo. Our crowds. If you haven't been to Caldwell or haven't seen Caldwell, like, wow, our fans are loud. They don't know quiet. Some people actually bring earplugs because the fans are so crazy loud, (laughs) which I mean, it's just, it's an amazing experience. So just the history and heritage of Caldwell Night Rodeo makes it special. We have a lot of second generation board members on our board. So a lot of us have actually grown up down there. So anywhere you turn, you can get history from one of the board members in some way or another. Are you, you're second generation, correct? I am second generation. Yes. Our folks are, how many fans are in the stands uh, every night? for your rodeo? So over the five day period, we have um, upwards of 45,000 plus people. Nice. Wow. Awesome. Most of the time they're standing room only. We've normally been general admission. That's how the rodeo has been for its whole life. And we decided this year that we wanted to bring in some reserve seating. Folks had been asked, asking for reserve seating. So we did bring in some seats and then we did some box seats as well, just to kind of add a little bit of, you know, they get a comfortable seat. They get an area for them and their fans. We have sky boxes, but those have been sold out. So this was kind of our way of not being able to add a whole bunch more sky boxes, but we were able to add some box seats. And that seemed to go over pretty well. Well, I think for those individuals that want that extra like 
area or one exact spot. This is where I'm going to sit. Like there's just kind of that crowd that is willing to pay that little extra more just to guarantee like, this is where I'm going to sit. This is where I'm going to enjoy my night. I don't want to think about it. Absolutely. How good does it feel to sit right in that middle where this, the money world for rodeo, you, you, you're you're right in the middle of that, correct? Like the, or to the cowboy Christmas world or however you want to call it. Yeah. You know, there's, we're, we kind of fall. There's some good rodeos that are right before us, during us and after us. So we get the top name cowboys that come through the rodeo, which is nice because everybody wants to see the top names. They want to see that, you know, the right name. Speaking of Stetson took everything this year at the rodeo, which was pretty cool. I don't know if you saw that, but he ended up winning saddle bronc, bull riding and are all around. Absolutely. And when what's nice I think what's happening with him, he's very polarizing, right, with, with with the rodeo industry right now because of what he's done. And, you know, you haven't had someone since Ty Murray do, you know, pull off all around, winning bull riding, uh, saddle bronc. So that becomes like a bit of more iconic cowboy, right, for the rodeo industry. And whenever he does something somewhere, they get a lot of spotlight on it. You're listening to NFR Extra with our guest, Nikki Zachary, president of Caldwell Night Rodeo. Let's take a quick break. December in Vegas. What does that mean? It's time for the Wrangler NFR and the Cowboy Channel Cowboy Christmas, the ultimate shopping and entertainment experience. Catch live shows on the Ariat Rodeo Live Stage, the Yeti Junior World Finals, autograph sessions, and much more. Open daily with free admission at the Las Vegas Convention Center. Visit nfrexperience.com for details. The Cowboy Channel Cowboy Christmas. It's all here. Hi, I'm Speed Williams, eight-time world champion team roper, and this is NFR Extra. Nikki Zachary here on NFR Extra. You're coming up on 100 years. Are you planning for that yet? Or, I mean, that that's, that's a pretty big birthday. Well, it is a big birthday, but kind of the funny story about this is uh, back in 2019 when we held our rodeo, not sure if you actually noticed this. A lot of people haven't, but we actually were 85th annual rodeo. So during COVID, we found out that we aged 11 years. So we jumped from 2019 with the 85th annual to 2021 to our 97th annual. Um, our office staff, they were going through old paperwork and we had thought that everything we had found was 1935. Well, in reality, we went back and found that in 1924, we held the first rodeo and it was a Jim Cannon. And so that was, that was pretty interesting. Um, but how come we were kind of sticking with 1935 was that's the year that we got lights and that's the year that we became a night rodeo. We were one of the first ones in the area to actually have a night rodeo. So that was pretty cool. Um, it was called the Homesteaders Silver Jubilee rodeo in the 40s of course we took a couple year break because of the war they came back the board decided in around 1963 or so since the numbers weren't very good turnouts weren't good let's move the rodeo from august to june they brought in um like patty page was one of the stars that they brought in well we had a huge rainstorm and cowboys were getting hurt animals wouldn't buck they were slipping and um, they decided that in 1966 that they were going to move the rodeo to the current location 
because the rodeo completely went bankrupt. The horrible weather and everything went bankrupt. So the board decided to focus on the Cowboys and that's where our motto came in where the Cowboys are the stars because instead of trying to pay the entertainment when they were bankrupt, let's be the rodeo that we are focused on the Cowboys. They changed the name to the Caldwell Treasure Valley Rodeo and then the DBA Caldwell Night Rodeo came in. We've been in that location ever since and we've went through a couple logo changes. Our most recent was in 2019. We went from um, just kind of the CNR logo with a ribbon to a cowboy with the railroad tracks. And um, that was actually brought about in 2018. We got a picture of J.W. Harris standing on the bucket, uh, back of the buck and shoots, looking out into the arena. So we had our graphic designer go ahead and change that into a silhouette, added the railroad tracks to it, because if you haven't been to the rodeo, you're missing out because the train comes through between one to three to four times a night and he'll honk his horn as he goes by. So um, the railroad really, you know, they play a big part in it. There's been many years that the Cowboys cross that track. That's pretty cool. And then we chose the colors and the stars to represent the night rodeo. So it's just a reminder that Caldwell Night Rodeo is still an outdoor rodeo and we're trying to be one of the top rodeos that we are. So Nikki, first, first of all, I gotta, you gotta, I gotta get a t-shirt from you or a hat for absolutely. Because you, you brought up J.W. Harris and <laughs> like Brylan loves J.W. Harris. I am guilty. I do not fangirl over anyone. I have been a part of this rodeo industry since I was born. My family has rodeoed for years and years and J.W. is just a good man and a family man and a bull rider and when I got involved in rodeo, he was, you know, at the top of the game. So J.W. Harris, I am his number one fan club president. Guilty. I'm in it for J.W. I will rock that logo all day long. I had to pull it up on the website because I was like, she did what? And Isn't that cool? It, it, you can see J.W. in it. You can see the hat shape. Like your graphics person did a phenomenal job with it. Yeah, that well, is an awesome so- logo. Then we decided that we didn't have a queen logo. So, you know, like Miss Rodeo America, Miss Rodeo Idaho, they all have their own logos. So I will have to send you guys a picture of this too, just so you can see it. But we played off of JW's logo, our logo, and added a girl with hair and just kind of, you know, in a sash. And it's pretty cool too. But that all makes sense, right? Like you just explained, I like how you embedded that. Here we are talking about a logo. I love it on the podcast, but you got a train track, you got a cowboy, but that makes yep. sense now that you said the whole um, train coming by. That's cool, man. That, yeah. Cause people are like really train tracks. Like we even had one person when we changed to come back and say, well, it looks like he's peeing out there. And we're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and like back in the day we had a picture. Oh, I want to say it was back in like the seventies. And it was actually one of our directors was a cowboy and he had a saddle thrown on his back. And we have that picture that actually became a t-shirt too. You know, so there's just a lot of history right there. Yeah, that's cool. That is awesome. I love a logo that can tell a story though. Like that's a fun piece to have in there of why it looks this way. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that too. Something that we kind of skipped over was like the rowdies and the civvies. And I should have talked about that more, but that is just something else right there. Um, Like I was talking earlier, they're loud. They're loud and proud. For those of you that haven't been there, the rowdies are on the east side of the arena. And the civvies are on the west side. Before the sun goes down, the rowdies are out there drinking beer in the sun. Mm. And the civvies, they always tease, well, you're in the shade. So you guys are just quiet. 
the name came to be quite a while ago when Randy looked over there, they were being rowdy and he's like, Hey, that's the Randy's rowdies. Hadley decided to take on the civvies. And then the competition began after we lost Hadley, Andy Seiler came and stepped in and took over and the competition still continues. I don't know how long the wave goes on for. There's been times it's went on for five minutes. There's been times it's went on for 10 minutes. It just goes around and around and around. It, it's just the most amazing thing to see. And I mean, our, our crowds, we're just so proud to call them ours because you look at a lot of rodeos and they have amazing crowds, but the interaction, I think we're the one of the only ones around that have that amazing interaction. It's fantastic. Yeah. When you do day drinking <laughs> and then go into a rodeo that I can only imagine what that produces uh, for people watching a rodeo after that, that is uh, the weather I'm sure is like perfect. Like it's, it, yeah, I can only imagine the, the, the chaos and mayhem that comes with folks day drinking. Cause man, I've done that many times and that always a story to tell the next day. Right. And <laughs> normally our temperatures are in the hundreds. Normally you're sweating and it's just hotter than heck. And you're like, oh my gosh, can we please have a cool wave come through? And this year we were absolutely shocked. We couldn't have had better weather. We were in the mid to high eighties. I don't think we ever got into the nineties. Tuesday night, it actually got so cool that we sold out of all sweatshirts out of our merchandise trailer. We had to get some blankets in there and more sweatshirts and we sold out of that. It was just so chilly at night. We had um, pretty much sold out crowds every single night. You know, normally our Tuesday and Wednesdays on the lighter side. And I have to say every single night this year, Tuesday and Wednesday was pretty close to being sold out. But Thursday through Saturday, we were sold out. This is NFR Extra and our guest today, Nikki Zachary. NFR Extra follows cowboys, talks to legends and country stars, and finds the stories that make up the season that leads to the annual showdown in December. Follow me, Nevada Caldwell, Ryland Bentley, and Steve Goder as we delve deep into the stories in and behind the road to gold. Listen to NFR Extra on Rural Radio, Channel 147 on Sirius XM every Monday at 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 Eastern, with a re-air Tuesday in the same time slot. NFR Extra, all dirt, all rodeo, all year. This is Jacob Talley, three-time NFR qualifier, joining you on NFR Extra. Nikki Zachary is here on NFR Extra. Uh, and I'm pretty sure Cowboy Channel covered you, correct? Yeah, they covered us every night. I'm sure so. that helps out show off like what you're talking about, right? Like you get to see the actual rodeo itself if you're not there. You get to kind of, I mean, I don't know if you heard of the trains, but I mean... I'm sure that, you know, at least you get that kind of that experience that the Cowboy Channel is now providing for the rodeo industry. Yeah. And it makes it nice because we have, you know, a lot of our fans are getting older. I had a lot of them come to me and tell me that they were so excited. We were televised because um, whether they couldn't make it out because of health or age or something, or they were out of town, they were still able to watch the rodeo and feel like they were still there with us. We, we talked that you were second generation. Let's talk about Nikki and how you got into this business or how you're, you know, Western lifestyle rodeo. I mean, where did, where did you get into all this stuff as a kid? And then where you, you know, progressed into your profession? I was pretty much born into it. My grandpa was a stock contractor and my mom rodeoed in Queen. She actually met my dad at a rodeo 
where he was a bareback rider and bull rider. So literally rodeo has been in my blood. Um, I have an older sister. She grew up doing the whole queening and showing and everything. I grew up doing rodeoing and 4-H and FFA. I held one queen title, decided it wasn't for me. I liked the rodeo aspect of it better. My mom got involved with Caldwell Night Rodeo before I was born. And so, like I said, I was literally born into the rodeo. I was a month old when I attended my first Caldwell Night Rodeo. My mom was an amazing lady and somebody that I look up to even to this day. But she was the first woman to ever be president of a major PRCA rodeo. And she did that in 1988. And then again in 1994. So growing up, I was always striving to be like my mom because she was just, everybody looked up to her and literally all I ever knew in the summer was Caldwell Night Rodeo. So when I was about seven years old, myself and another one of the director's daughters would sell caps and t-shirts. And we literally had our little boxes of caps and t-shirts and our money box. And we sat at a picnic table. No adults were around. They were at the ticket booth, so they would watch us. But I mean, I couldn't even imagine doing that now, you know, in this day and age, but it was, it was just amazing memories like that. And I mean, that just shows we're a family. And then when I got old enough, I helped out in the rodeo office and then I carried flags for my mom. And then I started helping her out. And then I lost my mom in 2007. And so um, I had been helping out up to the point where she had got sick. And then after she had passed, I just stepped in and kind of took over her role at the rodeo. And then I was put on the board. So I've been on the board over 10 years now in official capacity. I'm also the queen coordinator there. And um, I help out with production, do all the flag girls, all of the sponsor flags. Um, I became president in 2020. Never thought that I'd be president during a pandemic. That was definitely a roller coaster and, a, and an experience that I do have to say, I hope nobody ever has to go through that again, but it also made us look at things a lot differently and helped us realize that there's stuff that we could change to make it better for the rodeo. And then um, I got to remain on for 2021 and I feel that we had the best year that we've ever had. And so I'm really happy and proud to be able to say that I was president during a pandemic and the year after, and that I got to follow in my mom's footsteps. So that's just, you know, an amazing heritage right there in itself and just something that I'm super proud of. You know, what's really cool about rodeo and the communities that they're attached to and the stories like yourself is that this happens a lot throughout the country, right? Where I think it's what makes rodeo so special is that when you start to peel back the lid or peel back the, you know, kind of the layers of everything and you start to find out that there's been these generations, these family of generations that have been a part of that rodeo and the knowledge and the history that they bring. I mean, it give it up to, to Cowboy Channel, to, you know, Patrick Gotch and the group to, to you know, kind of unveiling this to people that never, a lot of people that I think took for granted and not realize this happens a lot. I've gotten to be a part of it. When I go to these rodeos, we get to get these tours, we meet everybody. You're like, hey, meet Jim. This is my cousin, and he's been doing it for 30 years. And right. like, I don't know if that happens. I try to wrap my mind around the event business, and I don't know if that happens in other events, right? Maybe golf in certain areas, maybe. I mean, not the way the rodeo industry is, and that's what makes it so special. And 
and stories like yourself, like it just, it's fascinating to hear that and, and to be a part of that. And definitely with your mom, like that, God bless. She's not here because <laughs> she'd probably be giving you a lot of tips, like how to deal with dudes uh, that you had to deal with and stuff like that. Cause we're so difficult as it is. Right. My mom was the only female on the board. Mm. And then when she passed away, I became the only female on the board. And then last year we added another gal to our board. So there's two of us female directors now. And then of course our marketing manager. So it's nice to actually have some females in there. Cause I mean, you, as much as nobody wants to admit it, it is a good old boys club. But the thing is with those guys, I don't think of it that way because they're my family. Like literally I have grown up with some of them since I was a month old. Um, I had a gentleman at our rodeo meeting Monday night that, gave me a great big hug. And he's like, honey, he goes, well, you did it. He goes, you've worked towards this your whole entire life. And he goes, I'm proud of you. He goes, you know, this is something that you grew up with. And he goes, you've been here all 41 years of your life. And he goes, it's just something pretty darn special. Oh, yeah, absolutely. How does the terms work for president? Because you're saying that you're you're in for your, is it only one year? Or like, how does it's that only, work? Yep. It's just one year. Wow. So we go, through, you know, the ranks, it's really like a four-year obligation. As soon as I'm past president, I'll still be on the e-board for another year. So really it's a five-year term. That's, you know what though? I, I think that's good for rodeo, right? I think we had talked to Dale Brisby about this, right? The other Dale Brisby and when he's not Dale Brisby, right? And he talked right. about the youth part of people being part of these boards and the, and the kind of the, the rotation system and it, le- it keeps everything fresh, right? Rather than Hey man, that guy's been on here for 30 years and his ideas are always the same and he thinks they're great and we, we got to get him out of here like, cause it's not working, you know? I mean, that's, that's awesome. I didn't, wow. Quite I know. Like that, right? Uh, yeah. I know a couple of rodeos that, I mean, there's been guys that have been present for 13 plus years and it's like, holy moly, you know, some people are like, man, it should be a two year term. And I mean, honestly, if you do a two-year term, that's like 10 years right there that you're going to be on the e-board. Mm. And you're right. It, I think it's good to do the year rotation. Just you're still still on there, but new ideas can be brought on with the new person moving on to the e-board. And, you know, it's good because everything's changing all the time. So it's good to get the fresh perspectives instead of like, oh, man, you know, we've been on this board for 30 years and it, this is how we used to do it. Yes, we used to do it that way, but there's ways to still do it the way we did, but to make it better and fresh ideas. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we go through that with the NFR. I mean, it's you know, obviously the the rodeo or the Super Bowl of rodeo, and um, you still have to you know look at things. You, you almost got to like reverse engineer things and look at things and say, you know, why have we been doing it forever, and should we keep doing it? It's not to just say, well, we need to get rid of it, but look, why is it there? Where is it at now? And can yeah. we continue to do it or can we make tweaks to it? Just little nudges or that's, but that's what makes, you know, the ability to make rodeo so awesome. So and that's cool. And what people don't realize is a lot of people come to me and they're like, oh, you guys just start planning it like in March to have the rodeo in August. And it's like, <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. Actually, you know, I said, we start planning it, the meeting right after the rodeo and, you know, um, we go through our critiques, what, what we saw that we can make better little oopsies or, you know, whatever. And let's work on that. We have a whole year to make it, you know, bigger, better, smoother. hundred percent. We do the same thing. I mean, we, in fact, after Texas for NFR, 
uh, we were meeting with the president all the way up until Christmas, you know, and um, I think actually we were meeting on Christmas Eve morning uh, for some things because we just everything was so fresh at that moment for this because of this weirdness that we went through. Right. That he was like, we can't let this stuff slip through the cracks right now. We got to jump on it and, and keep rolling. And we did, you know, even to where we're at today, talking to you, you did your rodeo. And here we are heading towards Vegas um, and all the craziness that's happening here in a good way. Um, and for some things that we've had to address and learn from Texas and learn from things that we you know, probably wanted to do after 2019. So I was so impressed with how Arlington came out with Texas. It was absolutely Phenomenal. Um, considering the time frame you all had to work with to pull that off, it was pretty spectacular. So kudos to everybody that had a hand in that. You know, yes. And here's kind of the good and bad part about that, right? The good part is, yes, 100%. We did it. Uh, Ryan and I and a bunch of us here in the office, we talk about how we were able to bring Cowboy Christmas Junior World Finals, working with the team for NFR uh, at Arlington within 90 days. Here's kind of the double-edged sort of that, right? The president, all the executives, they know stuff can be done in a very short amount of time now, right? So, like, what a way to use that from a leadership standpoint of, like, well, we did this in 90 days, so don't say we can't get this done. You know, it was like, so I'm, I'm joking, but, I mean, it is. You learn how you can do things a lot faster and, and from everybody not being in the office. So, you know, again, learn a lot through that process. So, yeah, you're right, and um, it was fun. It was good to get through it and, and see the Cowboys get paid and, watch it on cowboy channel and it was so cool. Yeah. I mean, it was a good. Time. It was a special time, right? You're going to look at that and we're going to get further away from it. And we're going to keep looking back at that, like at that moment um, as being a really historic time for all of us. So we needed that time with where we were in the world and everything. I think if we would have canceled the NFR, like some people were thinking, I just, I don't know. It would have been a huge void, bigger void than, it was with everything else being canceled, but it was just pretty spectacular. Couldn't agree more. Agreed. Cause I think our rodeo industry as a whole, I mean, you talk about your family rodeo, right? That one community and how much it impacts you there. But the NFR realistically is like the biggest family reunion for all rodeos, whether it's your committee people joining together and talking about their rodeo and how it went or the contestants coming together with their families at one, one place. It's, it's truly the biggest family reunion you've ever imagined coming to the NFR and being here in Las Vegas. I completely agree with you. I mean, going back to when I was a little girl, you know how, like you said, J.W. Harris, you know, you're his fan girl. Yeah. It was um, with me with Billy Epauer. Nice. I just, those Epauer brothers was spectacular to watch them and Craig Latham, you know, their whole story, everything else. And they were the nicest guys ever. Um, you know, they would laugh and joke with you and my dad would joke with them and it was really embarrassing. We won't get into it, but like Billy remembered it in Vegas that year. And it's just the Wright brothers, the Wright family reminds me so much of the Ep hours that I'm so happy that we still have families like that in the pro rodeo industry right now, because I think everybody needs to grow up having heroes and people that they can look up to like that and if we're extra with our guest nikki zachary president of caldwell night rodeo after the break we'll wrap up our conversation
The Yeti Junior World Final he is back in Vegas. From December 2nd through 11th, the next generation of rodeo stars will compete at the Cowboy Channel Cowboy Christmas, held daily inside the Wrangler Rodeo Arena. Visit nfrexperience.com for details. Looking for tickets to the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo? StubHub is the official secondary and fan-to-fan site of the rodeo. Fans can buy and sell their tickets through a safe and secure online marketplace. Visit nfrexperience.com. Hey everybody, this is Matt West and you're joining us on NFR Extra. NFR Extra with Nikki Zachary. Uh, you brought up uh, Stetson earlier and you're right. Like if you think about right now, we're in the middle of that right now with the Wright brothers, right? We don't know what this impact is going to be yet till it's all done. And we have like probably another 10 years with these guys, right? right. Like they're all 20, maybe 14. I'm just kidding here, but like, (laughs) seriously, we got like another 10 years to see the impact and where that leads us. Yeah, you're right. It definitely, it it helps, I think, expand. Even when you think about NFL, right? Like, you know, I don't know how much you, both of you watch NFL, but if you think about, you've heard about the Manning brothers, right? Peyton Manning and Eli Manning. I mean, that has like really helped the NFL and have these personalities. Now those guys are done and they're on TV and they're expanding the brand and and Stetson is, man, he's, that kid is multi-talented. You know, so rewriting his rewriting history books at 21, 22 years old now. Yeah. I mean, it's unreal. He just surpassed Trevor Brazil's, all, you know, single season earnings record. And you think about someone who is 26 world titles and a 22 year old just surpassed his single season record. What is to come next? Like, it's honestly fascinating to see what this individual is going to impact in the rodeo world. He's going to rewrite history books. Absolutely. So I know Pendleton whiskey is like, you know, the main whiskey, but we decided to venture out. We went with a local distillery here in town. It's called Seven Devils. They um, did a special CNR edition and every year they're going to do it. So like this year we did a 97th annual 97 proof bourbon. And I actually, I have a bottle that after the rodeo, everybody signed, but I don't know if you can see yeah, the logo. Yeah, yeah. I like that. And oh, then, that's kind of yeah. cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah, yeah. what a way awesome. to bring in the community too, right? Like, that's yeah. awesome. Kept it local, and then um, a lot of people ask for wine at the rodeo, because normally we're just strictly beer, whiskey, you know, all of that stuff. And uh, so we brought in a local vineyard as well for the wine. I'm one of those dudes. I'm not the most <laughs> uh, rodeo. I love drinking wine at rodeos. I really do. I was- I was going to say, I am the bourbon and whiskey girl, and he is the wine guy, so. Yeah, I'm totally the bourbon and whiskey girl, too. Always have been. <laughs> is there, like, a a go-to bar after the rodeo? Like, I know they say, like, at the daytime rodeos, like, there's always, like, that go-to after the rodeo, right? Like, how does it work with your guys' fans? Like, do they attend the rodeo, and then there's, like, a go-to bar? Is there a go-to bar before? Like, how does your kind of crowd flow throughout the town? We did have a long time ago, we did have a bar that was really on the corner from us. So everybody would go there, but now people just stay in the beer corner. They'll drink for a while. And our local Indian Creek Steakhouse, which is downtown Caldwell, became our official after party. But people had to drive there where before people could just walk to the bar. So literally, I don't leave the facility for the whole week of the rodeo unless I'm running the Queens around somewhere. So I don't know how that worked this year with them being the official after party. I'm sure it went really good for them because they're always packed anyway. So 
Love a good steak. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I love, eat, I love going to rodeos and eating and drinking, man. It's awesome. <laughs> it is fun. Growing up, we never really went on vacations. We'd always go to rodeos, different yeah. rodeos. And so, I mean, my husband laughed at me because he was from a little town in Oregon, halfway over by Hills Canyon. And so he's, he grew up hunting. We're archery hunters and I had never hunted before. And so he's always like, well, have you ever been to the coast? I'm like, no, he's, so he proposed to me on the coast because I never been. And he's like, what did you guys do? I said, we went to rodeos and bull ridings. And he's like, seriously? And I said, yeah, I was like, that was our vacation because we all enjoyed it. There's such an yep. experience now though, like, right? Like I think people didn't understand the value of like what that brought to people as you go to these communities, the the, the cool little foods, the restaurants, everything when you get to go to this, cause you're not, they know Applebee's there or like a olive garden and why would you want it? Right? Like you want to go to these, you know, these hole in the wall places or places that have been there forever. And um, well, have you guys ever been to happy Canyon in yes. Pendleton? Yes. So growing up, that was like my favorite memory was we would always go to Happy Canyon. Like Pendleton always falls during archery hunting. One year, a couple of years ago, it didn't. So we took our next door neighbor who she's kind of adopted us and um, took her and my husband and I, we went down there and we got to see Happy Canyon and I hadn't seen it in probably 25 years or 20 years. It was still the same. It was pretty cool. (laughs) I mean, they didn't change it much, but I was like, oh, this just brings back to when I was little. And, you know, because that was the one thing I always loved was Happy Canyon because it was just it told a story. Super authentic, right? Like, I mean, you go back there where a lot, you know, where all the folks with the teepees and whatnot. Yes. You know, you get to walk through that community and you're like, whoa, I'm going back in time. Right. Like when you walk through there, because it's there ain't no TVs. There's no like cool setup, you know, like you'd be going at a tailgate, you know, for an NFL game or something like that. And some of those teepees, they're just amazing. I think there was one that had like a queen bed in it and they had it all decked out and it it was pretty cool. Nicer than a hotel room for sure. (laughs) It's just so cool to see how a community can be impacted how a community can come alive during these small rodeos. And I mean, Pendleton's not a small rodeo, but it's a small town. Like you see this whole, almost a 180 for these communities to just liven up. Like it's like, it's like the boom day for the, for the town. How big is your community or town uh, for call that's attached to you guys? Number wise, we're probably right around 62 to 63,000. Oh, that's, I mean, that's what the Allegiant stadium fits here. So, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. um, I didn't even think about it like that. You think about the fact that the stadium here in Las Vegas, Allegiant stadium is 65,000 people venue. Your town is population 62,000. And there's towns that these rodeos take place in that are minimum, like 5,000. Some of these towns are so small. I guess I never even thought about that. Like your whole town could come fit in our stadium. <laughs> That's crazy when you put it in perspective like that. Our rodeo next year is August 16th through the 20th. So you oh, can put it? it on the calendars it's, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Well, Nikki, this was fantastic. I um, We appreciate you coming on. I know uh, you've been dealing with some craziness with fires and everyone else up there up north. Um, but we really appreciate you coming on. This was fantastic. Learn about Caldwell Rodeo and all the good stuff that goes on there. The trains, the rowdies, the civvies. This is good stuff. Thank you for coming. Yeah. On. Well, oh. thanks for having me. This has been fantastic. 
We want to give a big thank you to Aaron Watson for sharing his stories with us. Want to experience more of NFR? Then visit nfrexperience.com. And we invite you to subscribe to NFR Extra on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you're listening right now. If you like what you've heard on NFR Extra, we would love it if you gave us a big five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe. NFR Extra. All dirt. All rodeo. All year. Gotta make it out.